Welcome to Wrestling Memories Then and Now. Glenn Brockett with you on this 22nd day of July 2018. Flying solo this week on Wrestling Memories. The Grizzled Vet Mike McCurdy is uh, on assignment. He'll be back next week with another big interview. But for now, this week I uh, broke up the show into three segments. Well, we're going to talk with uh, Tony DiNucci. A professional wrestler. Uh, he's been around for almost 30 years now. Well, he's promoting a big show for his company, the American Wrestling Federation in Monoman, Minnesota, which is coming up here in a few days on Friday, July 27th at the Shooting Star Casino. We're also talking with Carol Castle and Sylvester J. Fox. Uh, Sylvester J. Fox is going to be inducting Baron Von Raschke at that Monoman show into the Pro Wrestling Minnesota Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. Carol Castle from the Minnesota Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame tells us all about that and a few other items going on in the month of August concerning pro wrestling in Minnesota. But let's first, but first let's take a trip down to Waterloo, Iowa and spend some time with Kyle Klingman, director of the National Wrestling Hall of Fame Dan Gable Museum to go over the big weekend coming up here uh, next weekend, the 2018 George Tragos Luthez Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. We'll talk about uh, who's being honored, what events are happening in Waterloo, and a whole lot more. So let's start up this edition of Wrestling Memories then and now with my recent interview with Kyle Klingman, director of the National Wrestling Hall of Fame Dan Gable Museum. It's interview time on Wrestling Memories Then and Now, and my guest is with us to talk about a big annual event that's happening here at the end of the month of July down in Waterloo, Iowa, July 26th through the 28th. It's a big event. It's the 2018 George Tragos Luthez Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame inductions for this year. Awards will be given out. Wrestlers will appear. It's going to be quite the scene for, oh, down there in Waterloo. And with us to uh, kind of go over what's uh, going to be happening there in uh, Waterloo is the director of the National Wrestling Hall of Fame, Dan Gable Museum. It's a wonderful place. If you haven't been down there and you're uh, you know within driving distance, definitely check out the uh, museum. It's a wonderful place. I can tell you that from first-hand experience and that was a few years ago and i could only imagine that it's getting better uh direct from waterloo iowa mr kyle klingman kyle thank you so much uh, for coming in and talking about the big uh tragos thez professional hall of fame wrestling hall of fame weekend inductions for uh this year really appreciate you having me on this is always fun to talk about what's going to take place Every year has its own dynamic based on what we do with the schedule, who comes in for the talent, but every year you know that there's going to be some fun opportunities with it, and this is our 20th annual event, and it coincides with the 70-year anniversary of the NWA being formed in Waterloo, Iowa, so a couple big milestones for this year that we're excited to really represent, and we're proud that we have a, an organization in Waterloo that gets to represent a great history. Now, will the uh, that history be brought up uh, in, during the weekend in, with a certain, like maybe a seminar or just some sort of little uh, look back? Uh, what, 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 how much of a presence will that historical moment uh, with the NWA uh, be honored uh, during the weekend? We are making a push for that part as far as just displays within the museum. So we have a nice Jack Briscoe area. Gordon Soley gave us some great artifacts recently. Actually, Gordon's passed away, but his son, Gennard Soley, gave us some artifacts that will be on display. Adam Pierce, 
who is a five-time NWA champion, will have some of his items on display, and then he's going to be our master of ceremonies. There's a chance that David Lagana from the NWA is going to be coming in. So there will be a presence. One of the things we're going to do for lifetime members is we're actually going to go to the President's Hotel, which is now a senior living area, and just have a tour of where the Gold Room was and show people that were lifetime members where that was because that's where the NWA was formed. So if you're a history buff like I am, that's a great piece of history, and we're glad we get to have that here for that weekend. Oh, I'm so most envious that I'm tied up with other things that weekend because that that was just worth the price of admission alone, without, you know, just given how much of a fan of pro wrestling history uh, I am. And I want to talk about, you know, access to, to uh, this event here, uh, you know, before we get into the, what's going to be happening July 26th through the 28th. Now, is there still uh, passes and the like uh, still available for uh, some of these events over the weekend? Can you tell, can you break it down as far as uh, what is available and what kind of things are in the offering still here as we're uh, heading down towards the 11th hour? Uh, uh, this uh, about a week, week and a half away here uh, in, in Waterloo. The best way to experience all of what I had just mentioned with all of the events is get, to get an all-access pass. You mentioned the dates, so it starts Thursday, July 26th, all the way through Saturday, July 28th. All-access passes are $130, and it's really a great deal for all you get. You get first-in-line privileges at autograph signings. You get exclusive events that only all-access pass holders can be a part of. You get a ticket to the banquet. You get ringside seat to the Impact Pro Wrestling Show. You get to go to the Celebrity Sponsor Social after the IPW show that we have on Friday that's for all-access pass holders and distinguished guests only. So the list goes on and on of what you get. That's only 130 but if you want to split it out and come to different events, you can go to the Impact Pro Wrestling Show exclusively or go to the Banquet exclusively or go to the Autograph Signing or any of the uh, number of other events. But those are great opportunities. I'm pushing the all-access pass because I think people need to experience everything that we have with all of the seminars, all of the opportunities. And if you want to do that, go to our website, go to nwhof.org, go on the Waterloo tab. There's an area there for the George Trago Sleuthes Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. We kind of have a, an area there where you can order tickets, or you can just give us a call or email us. That's all on the website. And just a great way to get engaged with what we're doing with professional wrestling. Yeah, yeah, not only the history on display, but I'm looking as we get into the breakdown of, uh, of the events, uh, I'm, I'm looking here uh, before we uh, start going day by day. You guys also are, are not only uh, talking, you know, having these nice sessions and the wrestling events, but there's even something for those who uh, enjoy video games as well here. Uh, so you kind of hit the video game part of, uh, of, of the pro wrestling scene, too. That was a unique part. We had a brainstorming session and said, hey, what new ideas can we have for the weekend? So we added a pinball tournament. We added a video game tournament. We added a virtual scavenger hunt where haven't come up with exactly what's going to be on that yet but it's going to include tweeting out things or maybe if uh brian blair is there for example you say get a picture with brian blair and then tag the wrestling museum so there's going to be some cool things with that and then it, it kicks off on thursday and of all of the events that are you're going to talk about thursday night is my absolute favorite part of the entire weekend because it's casual you get free food with your all-access pass. You get to interact with Hall of Famers. You get a, a full access to the museum. It really is just a great way to kick off the entire weekend, and then that goes into pro wrestling trivia, some different things that we're going to do that night. So 
that's why I really think the All Access Pass is a great way to be part of the weekend because you get to be part of that Thursday night social, which I think is the best event. If you don't have an All Access Pass, you don't get to be part of it. Yes, and it's uh, involving Jason Sanderson, who has definitely been a friend uh, to the uh, the Hall of Fame, and you know during the run here uh, in, in in recent years. He has Jason Sanderson won the Luthes Award from us, and it's just been a great guy, just a great supporter of our organization. And what what a person that really embodies what it's about to give. And Jason Sanderson just loves to give, and we are very fortunate that we're on the recipient or a recipient of those gifts. And Jason Sanderson really does a lot for professional wrestling, but he does a lot for humanity and just a great humanitarian and really honored to have his name attached to the the Jason Sanderson social. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned the pro wrestling trivia, and there's also a schedule here as I'm looking at the run of events. Uh, something I, I'd actually like to attend just because I'd like to hear what he has to say. Open mic with Mike Johnson featuring uh, some pro wrestling attendees going on at the Ramada. That's fun because I think that's what people like most is that casual atmosphere where you get to interact with people freely and ask questions. So, again, another event that you get on Thursday night to kick things off and just to, to engage people and ask questions. I think anyone who is a true fan of something, whether it's professional wrestling or sports or theater. It's great to see the finished product, but what got you there? What are the little intricacies that got someone really good? And I think this is what that's about, is when you can ask those questions. And not necessarily just the questions of, hey, what was your favorite match? Mm -hmm. Or who did you like wrestling the most? But get into the details of what made someone great. And I think that's going to be a great forum for that. Mm -hmm. And that takes us into uh, Friday, July 27th, and you guys got to get kicking bright and early in the 9 o'clock hour with uh, the uh, museum opening up, as well as uh, something that's been going on uh, for a few years, uh, the, the uh, registration for pro wrestling evaluation. Uh, let's, let's talk about the, the museum opening up and this uh, pro wrestling evaluation. That's something that Troy Peterson, the president of Impact Pro Wrestling, he created it along with Travis Shillington. He really got on the front end of this and has a talent evaluation. We've been fortunate enough to have all the way from Jerry Briscoe, who's a current WWE scout, to J.J. Dillon, to Jim Ross. Dan Hodge has been a part of that. I think at one point Terry Funk and Mick Foley were there part of that. And it was really cutting edge because no one had really done anything like that throughout the country where you can pay a fee, come in, get evaluated, and possibly get that tryout with WWE. So what a great platform if you want to be part of that, if you want to be part of the production, which is professional wrestling. This is a great way to get noticed. And the matches are short, and they, they don't linger. You have to tell your story pretty quick, but it's just a great opportunity to get in front of some people that really matter and people that can get you to big places if you're good enough. Yeah, and that leads up to, uh, you know, with the morning session, mid midday session, up to an afternoon uh, Hall of Fame, the Hall of Fame Classic, the eight-person eight tournament, uh, and that's going on uh, at the Five Sullivan Brothers Convention Center. That tournament is another brainchild of Troy Peterson at Impact Pro Wrestling. So last year it was the first time they tried this tournament format and they're going to do it again this year. So there's going to be an eight-person tag tournament. They're going to have the first round for that uh, that afternoon session, and then they'll have the semifinals and finals in the evening session. But just a great way to get some great independent professional wrestlers on the scene and watch them in a tournament format. 
And for me personally, I enjoyed that opening round more than the Impact Pro Wrestling show just because you really got to see professional wrestling in its purest form, and it was about the wrestling. And I think that's what uh, this Hall of Fame weekend is about. It's about the wrestling. And if you get to be a part of that tournament and watch the tournament, I think that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And it's also in the afternoon on the 27th uh, about the uh, the podcasting world, I guess, when you, when you guys are bringing in uh, some pretty big guns here, a Hall of Fame podcaster uh, with uh, Wade Keller and Bruce Mitchell, guys from the Pro Wrestling Torch, of course, no strangers to the Midwest and the pro wrestling scene at large. Those guys are great guys. We started this three years ago where we had a Hall of Fame podcast, and what a great way to kick it off with Iron Sheik and Bob Backlund two years ago, and it just continues to be a great presence for that weekend because, again, you get another intimate environment where you get to see these guys in a a unique atmosphere. This year it's going to be Nikita Koloff and Larry the Axe Hennig, two guys that, uh, that know each other well, have a great history together with Nikita and his son, Larry the Axe Hennig's son, Kurt Hennig, who has passed away. They were in the same high school. They went to the same high school together. So what a, what a unique piece of history that we have there. And I love that podcast. I wish I had more time to be able to sit in on that, but I don't. But uh, the, the times I get a, a couple minutes to, to pop in there and listen to it, it's a great product. Yeah, some uh, Robbinsdale products uh, there uh, on display. That's always nice to represent the, my state of Minnesota. And yeah, and, and fill me in. I think they went to high school at the same time. I got to make sure my facts are straight on that. But I think they crossed paths and were at high school at the same time. I, I I believe so. Uh, you know, if not in the same grade, just maybe a, a couple of grades apart. I mean that that was an, a breeding ground for uh, pro wrestlers. Was in that Robbinsdale area. It sure was. Yeah, tons of tons of great uh, great talent coming out of there. So a lot of. <laughs> A lot of great history between that. So, and that's what's fun about it is because, hey, with uh, a third generation right now, with uh, with the Hennig family currently wrestling in WWE, to have that history there with Nikita Koloff, who really was on his way to superstardom, and just for a variety of reasons, which I'll get into in the podcast, it, it went another direction. I think it's just great that those two two human beings that had that interaction and that connection get to be on the same platform together. So that's a, a unique connection we get. Yeah, and after uh, the conclusion of the podcast, uh, things start to kind of start gradually getting ready for the big event, the evening event uh, with Impact Pro Wrestling. Uh, things are going to open, doors are going to open up, but it looks, sounds like, uh, at about five 30, there's going to be some vendors on, on hand as well. Uh, let's take us into uh, what, uh, people can expect at the impact pro wrestling show at the five, uh, Sullivan brothers convention center on Friday night, uh, July 27th, man, Troy Peterson at impact pro wrestling just put together a fantastic show of just some high quality talent. I don't know who's going to win in the first round, but a lot of those guys that are in the, the tournament are going to be on that evening show on Friday. But just the, the talent level, whether it's Austin Aries or West Briscoe, I think uh, Davey Boy Smith, or um, not Davey Boy Smith, but uh, the uh, the Hart Foundation, they have uh, a son there, of uh, the son of Davey Boy Smith. Harry. Is gonna be there. Yeah, Harry Smith is going to be there, and I think he's going to wrestle at the show. So just some cool connections there, and it seems like Troy keeps adding some neat things along the way. So very excited about what that show is going to be. And I don't know how they do it, but it keeps getting better every single year, and I think that's going to be the case this year with 
I mean, Austin Aries is probably the best independent talent out there, arguably, if, if you want to make an argument. He's at least in the top three, so to have him on the show is going to be a great addition to what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And it looks like you guys have plenty of uh, wrestlers scheduled to appear in, in some form or some capacity. I mean, the list uh, itself, I mean, scheduled to appear tentative. Uh, I'm seeing guys from the WWE. Uh, the legends are going to be there. Uh, I mean... You got Dan Severn. You also have Stan Hansen, uh, Tony Gurria. Uh, I mean, this is a, a real gathering of stars here, past, present, and future. I've only just listed a couple of them because, man, you're gonna get you're gonna get a lot of star power out there uh, this weekend, and that alone is is worth just checking out. Aside from uh, the big pro wrestling event and all the good stuff on the first day fun when you list off those names because you're right there is just a, a ton of talent that's going to be there that friday night and that just adds to it so when there's a break in the action and you get to interact with the legend and the legends in the sport and then people like the revival who respect the legends wwe has been really gracious to us in having talent come for the last two years this will be the third year in a row we had Big E the first year and then we had American Alpha, who actually happened to split up that week going into that <laughs> Hall of Fame weekend with Chad Gable and Jason Jordan, and then Shelton Benjamin happened to be there, and then Shelton Benjamin gets signed a little bit later. So the timing was kind of funny on how that worked out, but it was, it was a great uh, moment to have those three guys there. And then we get the revival this year. So, man, it's just going to be awesome to have all of those legends and then future legends that are going to be all in one room. I think that really brings it home on why this event is so special and why we really want people to attend it because of moments like that. Mm-hmm. And, and Saturday, uh, you guys have a, a slate of events going on. Uh, things get going in the morning. You talked about the event for lifetime members uh, with the uh, tour of the room where the National Wrestling Alliance was formed some 70 years prior, which is going to be a great event with Adam Pierce. Uh, I want to talk. You got you got a podcast, uh, another podcast that's going to be cooking around 10 a.m. and then a really uh, a real tr- tr- like you know I would love to have been you know checking this out a tribute to one of your honorees this year, Owen Hart. So let's take us into what what they can expect uh, the the morning uh, of the the 28th here in Waterloo. That Owen Hart panel discussion, again, is going to be for lifetime members only, so that's going to be the morning of Saturday, July 28th. But as you know, Owen Hart passed away, and he's going to be inducted into our Hall of Fame posthumously. He has a solid amateur background, and it's a great piece of history that Bret Hart and Stu Hart have been inducted, and now Owen Hart is being inducted. Unfortunately, it's posthumously. Mm -hmm. But we have members of the Hart family who will be there, and we're going to have a panel discussion about what Owen Hart meant to the professional wrestling business. And so when you get just firsthand accounts from family members, it's just going to be something that only made sense to do something like that for Owen Hart to have a panel discussion. So uh, of all the events that are going to be new this year, I think that having the Owen Hart panel is probably going to be my favorite. I think that there's just going to be a lot of emotion with that, and Owen Hart was someone that was very special to the business. So really excited to see what the content about that panel discussion is going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been hearing, uh, you know, about this uh, leading up to uh, to Waterloo. I've been hearing from Bob Johnson, of course, a friend and confidant of uh, the Hart family, and uh, Bruce as well. Uh, very much looking forward to uh, making the drive back down because uh, I remember hearing from them uh, when they went uh, the last time uh, to Waterloo 
uh, Bob called me. Uh, they were coming back from uh, Waterloo, and they talked uh, just about how much fun it was uh, to uh, take part in the weekend, and just now how special it really is to uh, have uh, another member. I mean, of course, posthumously uh, with Owen coming in. It's just a kind of a real beautiful thing. Really is, and it, it is touching when you have an opportunity when someone has passed to make sure their legacy continues on, and I think that's the value of what we try to do is that whether you're alive in the physical form or not, you have a place in this organization, in this museum, and I think that's what differentiates us from any other museum is that we have that opportunity to say that your life matters and that just because you passed on doesn't mean we're going to forget you, and this is really an example of how we get to do that. Mm-hmm. And another uh, big tribute uh, going on on uh, Saturday, July 28th down at Waterloo, Iowa, as part of the 2018 George Tragos Luthez Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame Induction Weekend is uh, a tribute uh, to Bruiser Brody, and this is another one of those panel discussions uh, that's going to be held at the National Wrestling Hall of Fame Dan Gable Museum. And uh, you've assembled, I mentioned Stan Hansen. There's also a few other luminaries on, on the panel, including his widow, Barbara. Yeah, again, here's another example of here we have six people that we're recognizing during our Hall of Fame weekend, and unfortunately two of those are posthumous in Bruiser Brody and Owen Hart. So just another opportunity for us to talk about Bruiser Brody, talk about his career, talk about what he meant to professional wrestling. I don't know that much about Bruiser Brody. I know that Troy of Impact Pro Wrestling that was his favorite wrestler, Rob Schamberger, who does all of the artwork for us. He's a big fan of Bruiser Brody, so that's going to be a lot of fun for me to hear what they have to say, hear what Bruiser Brody was about. All you have to do is look at a picture of Bruiser Brody, and you get a, a story about who he was. But to have that verbalized, I'm really excited about what that panel discussion is going to bring forth. And really get to know, uh, you know, you know, the layers beneath, uh, you know, the, the person that you, you see just, you know, if you don't really have too much information on him, you're learning about him. I mean, just when you see him at face value, but when you find out more of his story, just what a real bright ma- uh, man he was aside from the pro wrestling career. It's, it's, it's going to be a, a great one down there. And, and fans, you don't really want to miss that, that uh, Memories of Bruiser Brody panel discussion. Uh, we're going to go into the afternoon and uh, in the afternoon, that's a little bit more where the, you know, the fans can kind of get involved. Uh, there's photo ops, autographs, uh, signings. Can you talk about the activities going on at the, uh, the Dan Gable Museum here uh, on the afternoon of July 28th. The autograph signing closes out what we do at the Dan Gable Museum on that Saturday. And it, it's a fan favorite. I, I mean, that's what you want to do is you want to interact with professional wrestlers and get their autograph, get their pictures. So that's the final time that we have opportunities to do that. And we're trying something new where we're going to have an opportunity with all of the Hall of Fame class to get pictures on that Saturday and we'll have that in the George Tragos Luthez Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame wing, and then we have another area for the autograph signing. But that's one of the traditions we keep. We just haven't gotten rid of that autograph signing part of it because it does mean a lot to people to have that opportunity to interact with those guys. So before the banquet, that's the last thing we do, and then we go right into the Hall of Fame banquet where we induct them that night at the Five Sullivan Brothers Convention Center and make it official that they're part of the Hall of Fame class. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the big honors that will be happening that evening at the induction uh, banquet, uh, uh, we're going to talk about, we mentioned 
uh, Owen Hart is an, an inductee uh, posthumously, and uh, another man who's alive and well and has dominated in his area in his day in the MMA and the pro wrestling world. Let's talk about uh, what Dan Dan Severn, Dan the Beast Severn. Dan Severn's unique in this in that he is the first person to be recognized on three separate occasions. He got the Frank Gotch Award in '02. He got the George Stragos Award in 2013, and then he is now being inducted into the George Stragos Luthers Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. So prolific in a lot of areas. Where I know him most is on the mixed martial arts side and the amateur wrestling side. He was truly a beast. That's his nickname. He was a beast in college and international wrestling, and then he was a beast in MMA. And he's still going. He still does stuff. He's still part of mixed martial arts. So to recognize him for his professional wrestling career, knowing the background that I just listed off, I think that this is something that's long overdue for Dan Severin, and we're very excited that he is going to be part of the Hall of Fame class this year. Oh, spot on with that selection. Now, outside of the uh, inductions into the uh, the Hall of Fame, there's uh, individual awards that are going to be uh, handed out. And uh, the first of which I want to talk about is uh, the recipient of the Lou Thez Award. And I remember watching this cat when he was teaming up with his brother on Global Wrestling on ESPN as the Ebony Experience. And boy, it's been a whirlwind since. And now he's retired and uh, a trainer and a broadcaster. He's definitely an original. He's, he's a real, real, real uh, talented man. We're talking about Booker T. Booker T, man, you, you want to talk about energy and pace and all those great things. Yeah. He's one of the biggest names in professional wrestling history. He's getting the Luthez World Heavyweight Championship Award for his public service and has just done a lot of good things for kids and just has a big heart. So he's being recognized for that. But, man, when you talk about great professional wrestlers and someone that just has a presence, as you mentioned, along with his brother and then his wife, Charmel, is going to be coming with him. I can't think of anyone bigger or better than Booker T. So to have him here in Waterloo, Iowa, it's going to be a huge honor for us. And I think that all the superlatives about what he meant to the profession, it's going to be embodied when he comes here to Waterloo. Mm, just another featured attraction uh, on a, a wonderful weekend for pro wrestling and pro wrestlers getting honored. Uh, I want to talk, uh, we mentioned uh, Bruiser Brody. Bruiser, Bruiser is uh, getting uh, his uh, just dues this year, uh, the winner of uh, the Frank Gotch Award. And, of course, that's a pretty prestigious honor as well. But, of course, it is posthumous, but it's still a very significant honor considering Frank Gotch and his career. Very significant. And I think any time that you can transcend the ring, and that's what the Frank Gotch Award is about, is what you did outside of the ring, I think that that really establishes you as not just a professional wrestler, that establishes you as something bigger than that. And so anyone that wins the Frank Gotch Award is, we're saying that, hey, you've done something outside of the ring that really has advanced the profession in a way that uh, is larger than life. So very glad that he is getting that recognition for all his worthy work outside the ring. Mm, and there'll be uh, plenty of people there to help uh, honor him and, and salute him uh, in winning that prestigious honor. Uh, let's, let's go to the uh, George Tragos Award uh, recipient. Can you tell us a little bit about this gentleman? Ben Askren, man, this is right up my alley. This guy right. was at the University of Missouri. He's from Wisconsin. He was actually born in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and he went on to a great career at the University of Missouri 
two-time NCAA wrestling champion, four-time finalist, made an Olympic team in 2008, and he has an undefeated mixed martial arts career in Bellator. He was at the welterweight division. I think he's retired right now, but I think he could be lured out for a big payday fight against George St. Pierre if that ever materializes. But as of right now, he's retired. He just got hired at the University of Wisconsin for their club program. So Ben Askren is going to be in town. And it's kind of cool because there's some people that are actually as excited to see Ben Askren as they are any of the professional wrestlers. So very glad for the opportunity that Ben Askren gets to come to our organization and we get to recognize his skill as a mixed martial artist. And our other honoree is uh, the recipient will be the recipient, uh, recipient, pardon me, of the Jim Melby Award. And could you tell us about it? We have a a little international flavor this year with uh, the honoree uh, for this year for the Melby. Koji Miyamoto. I mean, what what a great name and what a great history he has winning the Jim Melby Award. I didn't know a whole lot about him, but Charlie Thez, who is Lou Thez's widow, nominated Koji and said, hey, you you need to look into what he's accomplished. And so when we made the announcement that Koji was going to get it, a lot of people were really excited about it and just said, hey, excellent choice. So Koji is coming all the way in from Japan to be part of this and just learning about all he did for Lou and all that he's done to advance professional wrestling. And I really am glad we have a an award that really recognizes journalists and historians because they're the ones that keep this profession alive. Mm-hmm. And what you're doing here, Glenn, I think it's such a, a great tribute to, to people like you that really do value this profession and want to make sure that it gets a voice. So Koji is this year's Jim Melby Award winner. Jim Melby is from Minnesota, as you know. So I'm very, very humbled that he is coming all the way from japan to be part of this that is amazing and you do have people that travel from all over uh from other countries i do presume for this uh, just because of the the wide range and the wide scope of professional wrestling we do and the, the countries right now are, are japan and canada we get a great canadian flavor but across the country i tell you it kind of boggles my mind the amount of people that we get from out of state i mean florida new york i know that uh, we just mentioned canada there's just a lot of people from a lot of different states that want to be a part of this and so again when we're talking about being humbled i am just so humbled that people take the effort and make this their vacation i mean that that group from from florida that comes up husband and wife she works at Disney World, and she says she'd rather be here than at Disney World. And Of course, it's her job, but yeah. for them, this is their Disney World. And what they want to do is they want to come and volunteer and be part of the weekend and donate their time. So when you get stuff like that, Glenn, it really means a lot to us that people want to invest in this organization and this weekend in such a significant way. And for them to, to come all the way out to be in Waterloo, Iowa for a, a three-day weekend, it uh it truly means everything to us. Most, most certainly, most definitely. And uh, I want to, before we uh, go, as we are starting to wrap up our chat today, uh, we can go back to uh, the information for uh, listeners who might might be interested in jumping in the old car, heading down uh, south, east, west, wherever they are listening today, and and, and get themselves a, a little taste of wrestling history where can these fans these these prospective uh uh future attendees uh, 
get these tickets? Uh, where what where's the website? What's all that information? Could you get that in for us, please? Sure, NWHOF. So that stands for National Wrestling Hall of Fame. So it's the the first letter of each of those words. NWHOF.org. You're just going to want to click on the Waterloo tab, and then that gives you all of the information that you'll need. Click on the George Trago Sleuthez Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame tab, and then that gives you all of the information to order tickets. Or a popular way is to just go to our Facebook page. We have an event page, which is just 20th Annual George Trago Sleuthez Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. You can like our page, which is the George Trago Sleuthez Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. Follow us on Twitter, which is at Wrestling Museum, so a variety of ways. Or if you're way old school, just want to give us a call and get information, we can email it to you. you our phone number is 319-233-0745, or email us at DGM, which is, stands for Dan Gable Museum, so DGM staff at nwhof.org. So that is everything you need to know on how to order tickets. I think we gave them uh, the the right taste and the right information on what uh, you can expect down in Waterloo, Iowa, July 26th through the 28th at the 2018 George Trangos Luthens Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame Induction Weekend. Uh, wonderful having the director of the National Wrestling Hall of Fame, Dan Gable Museum, with us uh, today. Kyle Klingman, you definitely, uh, we got to get you on here again. Uh, maybe uh, more than just an annual thing. Uh, maybe if you guys get something cooking, uh, an event down there that uh, you need to get the word out about uh, here in the next year, definitely uh, let us know. Keep in touch. Uh, we have, uh, we have uh, emails and Facebooks and all that stuff, so it's uh, pretty easy to get in touch through social media. Thank you, Glenn. I really appreciate you promoting us, believing in our product, and pushing us like you do. It really does mean everything to us that you're behind us, and I hope that you can make it back some year. It doesn't sound like you're going to be able to make it this year, but we always welcome you with open arms if you can make it any subsequent year. I think uh, it's going to happen in the not-too-distant future. For Kyle Klingman, this is Glenn Broggett for Wrestling Memories Then and Now. Hi, Glenn Broggett with Wrestling Memories Then and Now, and I have a very special guest who's going to be telling us about a big event that's coming to the Wrestling Memories uh, listening area, the Pioneer 90.1 KSR QFM local listening area. So this is going to be some big-time fun. It's going to be at the Shooting Star Casino in Monoman, Minnesota. And my guest is, uh, he's had a, more than uh, a few uh, wars in the uh, world of professional wrestling, the Matt game. He's uh, worked for uh, such companies as uh, AWA, USWA, WWF, WCW, uh, USWA and countless indies in his uh, nearly 30-year career in pro wrestling. He's going to be leading the charge with his own outfit, the American Wrestling Federation, as the AWF is going to be presenting an evening of pro wrestling July 27th, starting at 7 o'clock at the Shooting Star Casino. It's an honor once again uh, to have him on, Wrestling Memories, then and now. The main man with the plan, we're talking Tony Danucci. Uh, Tony, welcome to Wrestling Memories. Boy, I can't wait. It's uh, getting close to event time here for uh, the big AWF show at Monoman for the first time, I do believe. Yeah, we are excited. To, we're excited to get there. Uh, we got the AWF coming in full force. We got Baron Von Raschke, Jumpin' Jim Brunzel, the natural Nick Nelson, the luchadors from Mexico. We got a ton of folks coming to the show. 
Oh, yes. It sounds like it's going to be a great night. And uh, you mentioned uh, some of the legends. Uh, yeah, it's always nice when you're able to put on a show with some of the great young talent, of course. But it's always really fun to uh, kind of mix old, the old with the new. And uh, it doesn't get more Minnesota, more AWA than jumping Jimmy Brunzel and Baron Von Raschke. I mean, growing up as a kid, some of my earliest pro wrestling memories involved uh, the High Flyers and the Clawmaster. Yeah, Baron Von Raschke, it's, it's unbelievable. No matter where I go, what I'm doing, when the AWA is talked about, I kid you not, brother, he is the first name to be brought up. He is the name that people remember. Uh, you know, the guy's pushing 80 years old, been out of the wrestling for a long time. He looks unbelievable, and he's a legend. He's an icon. He is, he is, he is the AWA uh, as far as I'm concerned, and then you got jumping Jim Brunzel, you know one of the, the the one of the tag team premier guys of all time. You know uh, the the high flyers with Greg Gagne, uh, the Killer Bees with Telly Blanchard. I mean, you name it, he's done it. Oh yeah, I mean the, the Killer Bees with uh, B. Brian Blair. You, you mean, uh, but but uh, anyway. Yeah, B. Brian Blair, I'm sorry. Oh no, no worries. Sorry no worries. Uh, being with your busy schedule, putting events on, uh, you, uh, to, to slip a name every once in a while. That's that's, that's just uh, only human, my friend. We're yeah, we're we're exci- we're excited because what what we're bringing to the table is so much more than just a wrestling match. It's a chance to meet guys that you normally would never get to meet that aren't going to be in the squared circle anymore. Guys that you've read about and heard about, uh, and now you got a chance to actually meet them and. Uh, talk to him in person you know and the thing that's going to be attached uh, uh, kind of a bonus to the show uh in on july 27th uh in Manoman at the shooting star casino the american wrestling federation is also you're doing a little there's a side thing going on as baron von raschke is to receive a very prestigious honor with uh the minnesota wrestling hall of fame so you not only the great evening of wrestling you get the legends there but baron's also going to be uh receiving an honor uh, in Manoman. Yeah, what a privilege for the AWF to be able to induct the legendary Baron Von Raschke into the Hall of Fame at our show. I mean, that is, for me, that's an honor because you got to realize I started wrestling for the AWA uh, 1988, 87-88, and I used to travel with Baron Von Raschke and Jim Brunzel and Greg Gagne and some of these guys, and I was the kid. You know, I was, uh, I was, I always wondered why I got, uh, why they wanted me to drive with them. And I, I finally figured it out. It's because I did all the driving and they got to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it's, uh, it, it's unbelievable. And now, you know, all these years later, Baron's getting inducted into the Hall of Fame at, at the AWF show by the, by the kid who used to drive him around that was the rookie that did what he was told to do. And, it's my my God, time flies. Mm-hmm. And you, you talk about that your 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 long and distinguished uh, career. I mean, you had a chance to work with so many uh, starting out uh, in the in the AWA, 
And uh, you got to travel as well. I mean, you you uh, had a pretty good, good little run here. And one of the places I want to just, before we get back uh, into talking about the show, uh, I, I've just been so curious because I've been listening to podcasts and stuff, is uh, the USWA territory. You had a chance in uh, around 92, 93 to work there. And one of the big premier buildings in uh, Memphis was uh, the Mid-South Coliseum. And there's been uh, an effort here recently to get the, save the Coliseum because it's been sitting empty for many years. And it's still... It's in good condition, but there, there's been a movement to get the Mid-South uh, Coliseum refurbished and opened up again. What can you remember from uh, working in Mid-South, uh, Mid-South Coliseum and working for the USWA? Because, I don't know, it just really had my curiosity as of late. And, and seeing that you've worked for many companies and have your own company, what was it like to be in that different part of the country? Down South is, is so different from the Northern Territories. Um and, and, I, and, I, and I, I hate to say it. Now, during the AWA time, it was awesome. But then after that, it wasn't ever the same up north. And when I was down south, just the respect for the business and, 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 and the older wrestlers, the guys that have been around. I mean, you got to realize, I got to travel. One of my best friends down there was uh, Brian Christopher, Jerry Lawler's son, Brian Lawler. So... It was myself and Brian Lawler and Jerry that pretty much traveled everywhere together. Um, I got to run feuds with Jeff Gaylord, the Missouri Tiger. I got to tag with Moondog, Moondog Spot and Jeff Jarrett and Jerry Lawler against uh, uh, the Harris brothers and, and some of those guys. And it, it's legendary. I mean, the, the, the memories that I have down there are, are absolutely incredible. The, the stuff I was able to be a part of the the way the wrestlers were treated down there were like royalty. I mean, you go somewhere with Jerry Lowe, I'm gonna be honest with you. Every time I was with Jerry, we went out to eat, we never paid for a meal. And it wasn't because of Tony Danucci, it's because I was with the likes of Jerry Lowler, who was I would I hate to tell you this, but probably the real king of Memphis. Oh, oh, beyond a shadow of a doubt, when you think about how many times uh, he has uh, brought the, the Mid-South Coliseum to at or near full capacity in his run as the king, I mean, that, that, that that's definitely uh, not out of bounds to say that he's the real, you know, he, he, arguably uh, one of the true kings uh, of Memphis. And you also did, uh, took a chance to work, too, uh, not only with, with the Lawlers, but you had a chance to uh, tag up with Doug Gilbert, too. There's another guy with a, a lineage, a, a family heritage down there in the South. When you talk about the Gilberts, you got Eddie and, of course, their dad Tommy but Doug he was no slouch no Doug Gilbert actually was an incredible guy and the thing the thing that I loved about Doug a lot of times you get a father or a son or a brother and they'll feel like they're wrestling in in the shadow of their brother or their father and he constantly was talking about Eddie or his father uh, saying he was just so positive and he taught me so much because we tagged together for uh, for quite a while, too. We ran a feud against each other, then we tagged. And I learned, i got to be honest, I probably learned more down south than I did in the AWA because AWA, I kind of got thrown to the mix hard and fast, and they needed a baby face, and they, you know, I, I got a pretty good push. With the USWA, they kind of brought me in slowly, smart, and, and, and they put me with the right guys. Uh, where I was able to really learn, uh, learn the uh, learn the art and the trade of uh, of my craft. 
Mm-hmm. Let's focus up now uh, before uh, we, we part. We got a few th- more things to talk about. One of the things I want to talk about is uh, the resurgence. It seems uh, to me uh, of Midwest professional wrestling that has been kind of bubbling the last few years. But now I, I've noticed you, you look all over the area, not only your company, but there's other companies in, in Minnesota and in the Midwest and other states. It's really become a breeding ground uh, for talent too with uh, wrestling camps and most notably uh, with camps, uh, the school that Ken Anderson and Davari uh, have put uh, together here uh, just recently. So it's, it really seems to be a hot time uh, with a lot of new guys getting broken into the business and really pro wrestling is, is starting to boom here with more shows and more opportunities for these guys. It's, it's unbelievable. If you look at WWE right now, the guys that have came from the AWF, you've got Eric Rowan, who is Thorf uh, with me, uh, Thorf Maris. You've got uh, Chaz Betts, who is now Chad Gable. Uh, you've got Arya Davari, who's my champion, uh, uh, two different occasions. He held the belt longer than anybody. He started wrestling for me when he was 18 years old. Then if you go to the New Japan side, you got Juice Robinson, who was with WWE and made the call to, to switch to go to Japan. Well, they just put a strap on him. He's their, uh, their American champion now. It's, it's unreal, and Ken Anderson is running a great camp. Uh, actually, Sean Devari is no longer there. It is just Ken that's running the camp now. But they're 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 uh, really working with uh, working with the guys. They're producing some great talent uh, uh, from the camp. And uh, yeah, things are really cooking. And I and I think what happens is because I've been doing this now 14 years full time. I see a lot of groups come and go. And I, I think right now they see the success that some of the other groups are having in there. But you know what? The more the merrier. It, it, I love it because I find guys that I would have never found if they weren't working for that little group and in a VFW. And I go, hey, there's a guy that's got a lot of talent. Let's give him a chance with our group. And they turn into something. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they do. But the neat thing is, is it's it really is a hotbed right now and what 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 that does for everybody is it gives more talent to pick from creates a better a product and uh, people have a lot more fun watching the show. Mm-hmm. And most notably, the American Wrestling Federation, uh, one of those great companies that puts on a fantastic show, will be in Monoman at the Shooting Star Casino July 27th. Uh, the action getting underway at 7 o'clock. Uh, another, one of the guys uh, you have featured on the poster will be working with uh, one of the guys from our backyard here in Thief River Falls. Uh, well, let's. I want to talk about first uh, a guy who has also been uh, talking, I've, I've seen uh, some of his posts. He's been working with uh, Ken Ann at that school i want to talk about eric cannon the legend and uh, josh price the up-and-comer uh, who is from the thief river falls area eric cannon is a fantastic talent uh he is a guy that he's a smart he's a smart he's a smart kid he's a guy that he not only loves the sport but he wants to get better he, he travels he takes and goes everywhere that he can possibly go because uh, I think he wants to make that next step up to WWE. I don't know if he will go there, but I know that's something that he that he wants to do. Uh, and then when you go to uh, to the other other side, Josh Price, a guy that has got all the ability in the world. He's got the he's got the athletic ability, and he's got size. He's got something that actually Eric Cannon doesn't have. He's just a naturally big guy. It's, it's going to be a fantastic match 
between the two of them. Um, but if I had to pick one, if that's what you're asking me to do, give advantage to the to the ring veteran uh, who's a little more crafty, and that'd be one Eric Cannon. So there you have it. Tony DiNucci says Cannon over price. Now, before we uh, go today, is there anything else you'd like to pass along about the big event uh, for the AWF uh, here July 27th in Monoman at the Shooting Star Casino? When you come to the show, guys, you're going to see a family show. You are not going to hear something you shouldn't hear. You're not going to see something you shouldn't see. You're going to see a ton of action with the luchadors. You're going to see, see a ton of just physical wrestling, good guy, bad guy. And you're going to be able, uh, be able to be a part of a television taping for KSTC 45, which we're on every Saturday at noon. Uh, plus, we're all over YouTube. But, yeah, you're going to get a great show. You're going to be a part of a TV taping. You're going to have a lot of fun. And you are going to see talent today that tomorrow you'll see on the face of the WWE like you're seeing with some of our other guys now. I know I'm looking forward to it, and I hope uh, we get a, there's a good crowd that gets out there and checks it out. The American Wrestling Federation, I've been to a few AWF shows, and I can tell you from experience, they're very, very fun, very entertaining, very family-oriented, and, and just good wrestling. Tony DiNucci, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule, booking here, booking there, booking everywhere, and I look forward to uh, seeing you in Monoman on July 27th. All right, brother, you take care. We'll see you. Uh, we'll see you soon. For Wrestling Memories Then and Now, I'm Glenn Brockett. It's interview time now on Wrestling Memories Then and Now. I'm Glenn Brockett, and I have a couple of distinguished guests with me uh, to talk uh, about some uh, big stuff coming on. Uh, of course, there's a big pro wrestling show going on at the Shooting Star Casino in Monoman, Minnesota on July 27th, where there's going to be some great wrestling action and a big ceremony is going to be happening there as well. Uh, from the Minnesota Wrestling Hall of Fame, we're also going to be uh, talking with somebody from the Minnesota Wrestling Hall of Fame uh, about uh, not only those uh, Hall of Fame inductees, but some of the events going on in, uh, well, in and around the Minnesota Wrestling Hall of Fame. We're going to catch up now with my guests, on the phone, waiting in the wings, Carol Castle from the Minnesota Wrestling Hall of Fame and the manager who will be doing the honors, uh, inducting the one and only Baron Von Raschke uh, in Monoman on July 27th uh, into the uh, Wrestling Hall of Fame. He's a managerial extraordinaire. This guy knows how to sell the soap and then some. He'll sell the water in the bathtub, too. We're going to bring him on in. Uh, I'm proud to call myself a sly guy. I hope you are, too, so with uh, Sylvester J. Fox. Welcome, Sylvester J. Fox. Welcome, Carol, to Wrestling Memories. You guys both first-timers to the program. Thanks, Glenn. Absolutely. Oh, yep, yeah, Glenn, thanks very much for having me. Glad to hear you're a sly guy, Glenn. Glad yeah. to hear it. Absolutely, man. I've seen a couple of uh, a couple of shows uh, where you've worked, and uh, yes, I, I'm a I'm I'm a fan of the work. Let's just say, much appreciated. Okay, I'm going to uh, start uh, first of all uh, with with you, uh, Sly. You're going to be uh, working. Uh, well, the show in Monoman on July 27th for the American Wrestling Federation, and uh, you, you, you've you've been around uh, uh, more than just a few indies here. Uh, you, you're definitely uh, keeping your schedule pretty busy with uh, some of your appearances, not only just for for Tony Danucci and the AWF, but for other uh, ind independent companies as well. Absolutely, yeah, Glenn. Uh, on the uh, 27th, when we're there in Monoman, I will be working that evening with the Minnesota Wrecker, Josh Price who is a sly guy and one half of the tag team champions of fully loaded wrestling based out of North Dakota. Uh, Josh Price, along with Scott Story, 
uh, are the fully loaded champions, and Sly's guys are all about championship gold, my friend. And it's all about uh, paying homage uh, to the legends. I mean, you're you're a student of the game, and uh, the chance to to be able to associate yourself with uh, the Minnesota Wrestling Hall of Fame uh, for these inductions, you've done. Uh, I do believe you you helped to induct Bobby Heenan in the past. But let's just talk about some of the things. I mean, you not only are going to be uh, in in, in Manoman here. Uh, it appears that you're going to be inducting another legend. Let's talk about uh, how you you became involved with uh, the Minnesota Wrestling Hall of name uh, before we get to carol with the hall but let's talk about your story and uh just how wonderful it is and how fortunate you are to be able to uh do the honors uh with these upcoming shows with these legends into the hall of fame absolutely yeah Glenn, i i have to say I, i've had the opportunity to to meet and work with carol castle in the past uh through shows that i've done in the in the uh, minnesota area and stuff and uh, she approached me and talked to me about uh the Minnesota Wrestling Hall of Fame, and I mean, I think it's a it's an amazing opportunity for us to to honor the you know wrestlers not only at the professional level but the amateur level, and uh, and and just you know pay homage to to the founding fathers of this great uh, sport that we call wrestling uh, in the great state of Minnesota. You know, and to talk about the guys that you're you're able to put in and put over here, uh, uh, he's going to be in Monoman on the 27th, which is in uh, Pioneer 90.1's backyard, essentially. Uh, you're um, you're going to be there to help induct uh, Baron Von Raschke. And uh, Baron in the AWA and uh, Minnesota and the Midwest in general, man, you can still mention the name of Baron Von Raschke, and people will know or they'll throw up the claw hand. That's just, a, an, inst- <laughs> just an automatic, you know. But just talk about you know how special it is uh, you know with, with with inducting the baron i mean just from a personal standpoint yeah, yeah i mean i you don't get you don't get any better than than the club in baron von Ratsky. and when i talk to people about getting this distinct honor to to induct uh to induct the man they they tell me to make sure i keep my distance as i'm uh, as i'm doing that because that claw i'm sure is still as powerful today as it was back then and uh i, I definitely don't want to be on the receiving end of that mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, Baron von Ratsky, AWA legend, uh, you know, amazing accomplishments over the course of his career, but also uh, high school state amateur wrestling champion uh, in his day too. So, so definitely, uh, definitely an honor. Uh, definitely one of the uh, one of the most famous names in the history of uh, the AWA, and uh, we couldn't be more excited to to get him inducted here. Uh, week from today mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's a week from today as we're doing this interview and uh two days uh later you're you're keeping it on the road you're keeping busy uh you're you're, you're spreading around the, the sylvester j fox name the brand the love if you will as you're going to be also helping to induct mean gene okerlin and this time it's a a, a big show put on by david sabick's outfit uh, heavy on wrestling at in Tower, Minnesota, and that that's another uh, even a bigger event at a different casino, Fortune Bay Resort Casino, and Mean Gene Okerlund, man, that voice still sounds good. He can say just about anything in that Mean Gene voice, you know. And you're just like, damn, you know. We give him a list of things to say. I mean, I mean, could you imagine just him going on just swear words alone? But again, forget about that. Mean Gene Okerlund, what a voice, what a talent, and what a guy still vital today. And he's in the pop culture uh, lexicon past for the past, and today you see him in a Mountain Dew commercial with Kevin Hart. That's what I was just going to say. I mean, uh, what an opportunity for Kevin Hart to 
to get to, to, to say the, the special words. Well, let me tell you, Mean Gene. I mean, uh, he's he is he's an icon in the sport. Uh, he's he's obviously known as the greatest announcer uh, or, or interviewer, at least uh, of all time, and uh, and just an absolute to treat. He you know he's got family uh, here back in Minnesota, and he spends his summers here, and uh, he he just was a pioneer for AWA wrestling. Obviously, he went on to. To, to be, you know, somebody who basically created a ton of, of the heat that we remember from the 80s and 90s just by his interviews. And uh, and we're absolutely excited to, to get this opportunity at the uh, Heavy on Wrestling show. Uh, that also on the 29th to, to get him inducted. He's, he's, a, he's an amazing, amazing talent. And that's just uh, some of the great things going on with the Minnesota Wrestling Hall of Fame. And I'm going to bring in the lady who uh, is always, always working tirelessly to uh, really keep uh, the history of Minnesota pro wrestling uh, alive and well and, and keeping it fresh to people who uh, may be of a younger generation who are curious to figure it out. But uh, we're going to br- bring in Carol Castle from the Minnesota Wrestling Hall of Fame right now to talk about uh, some of the stuff we just went over, Sly and I, about the uh, Wrestling Hall of Fame. And how a different approach uh, to uh, you know in the inductions where you guys are taking it on the road to a couple of locations, but this definitely helps to create some extra sizzle and some extra excitement by going out and, and, and doing these honors at the actual shows. It kind of puts the name of the uh, Minnesota Wrestling Hall of Fame in, in people's minds as well. Well, we want to cover the whole state, and we want to be able to involve as many people as possible. We still have our regular induction ceremony in, in October this year, but we wanted to include Mean Gene especially when he is in in town, so make it easy for everyone. Well, you know, nobody deserves to more than Mean Gene. He basically created the position of radio announcer. He had, had a promotion in, in town for media and radio promos, he was the voice of several radio stations in the 60s and 70s. So he's the, he is the Minnesotan through and through, and nobody deserves it more than, more than him. But the Minnesota Wrestling Hall of Fame belongs to the people. And even though we have brick and mortar, we're in Robbinsdale, the birthplace of Minnesota wrestling, we want to be able to come out to different community uh, celebrations. We were at a wonderful block party for Temple Varen. Uh, two days ago, ju- just to meet and greet, where we brought the uh, legend uh, Johnny Parks with, uh, shaking hands, kissing babies, talking wrestling, talking old school wrestling, talking new wrestling. And it's just nice to get out there and, and meet the people and see what they want, want from the Wrestling Hall of Fame, and, and just to keep the memories alive and, and honor the legends and just keep the stories going. Mm-hmm. And also, you mentioned me and Gene, uh, Baron Von Raschke. I mean, uh, you, you as a wrestling fan, I as a wrestling fan, Sly as a wrestling fan, we have our Baron Von Raschke memories, uh, you know, from from, oh, yeah. from different ages and different uh, generate decades. I mean, the Baron just had such staying power, you know, in the AWA. It's almost like you didn't think he left the AWA, but he, he made his men in other territories as well. But boy, what a career. And you're talking about a guy. It, it just does, it seems unbelievable to me 
that uh, you know these these pro wrestlers. How, why do they have to age? Why do they have to get old? They're always going to be forever, like in my mind, in their prime. But Baron is definitely uh, well well deserving uh, of, of of the honor as well. I I seen uh, Baron von Raschke at an event. Uh, he was talent at the Indian Center in Minneapolis for a fundraiser, and I watched the audience come by, shake hands, get his autograph, and he literally turned 50, 60, 70-year-old fans into kids again. The twinkle came in their eyes because this was their hero, you know, an icon of wrestling. And when he throws the claw out, everybody turns into a kid. It, it was wonderful to watch the magic he, 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 he does. And you're observing this, and you're also you're keeping an eye and keeping a mind on on linking the past and present uh, with with some of the things that you're doing with the Minnesota Wrestling Hall of Fame. And I, I want to I'd be remiss in not mentioning uh, this event coming up in uh, Maple Grove uh, at the Center for the Arts. Can you tell us tell us a little about what's happening here on the uh, first weekend uh, in August here on the fourth? Well, uh, first of all, the month of August. Um, is Minnesota Wrestling History Month. And the governor of Minnesota has proclaimed the last three years as Minnesota Wrestling History Month, and we try to have different events. And it's taken three years to be able to book a gallery. It's an idea I've had where I want to increase the footprint of wrestling. Since wrestling is a sport that crosses all demographics, it it's a sport for people. Even if you don't understand the sport, you can partake in it. And Wrestling with the Arts is an art show, and we happen to have two great artists that have been or currently are professional wrestlers. We're going to be increasing our, our number of artists for the next year, and something wrestling-related with Minnesota. The art necessarily doesn't have to be wrestling, but it does have to be related to the Minnesota wrestling somehow. And we're going to be opening up a video component for next year. But this year, I'm really happy with what is coming to Maple Grove Arts Center. We're going to have our hard opening on the 4th, which is Saturday, and we have a, a wrestling exhibition. We're going to have three matches, maybe four, maybe a little surprises. And we're going to show and demonstrate the different styles of wrestling you can find around Minnesota. We have so many good promotions with good, solid wrestlers. I want people to be able to see the different types of wrestling they can see when they go to one of the promotions. And so I have some great guys coming that are going to put on good matches. And we have Lazlo, um, one of the board of directors of the Minnesota Wrestling Hall of Fame, and he'll be describing some of the styles and techniques we'll be using. And we'll all be there on hand to answer any questions that people have. But it's going to be a good way to kick off wrestling with the arts and we plan on doing this every year and hopefully in the near future we'll be able to take this collection on the road oh that'd be wonderful and uh for fans here as we are starting to uh, get ready to sign off with our interview today uh where can fans go uh, to find out a little bit about the comings and goings uh, some of the events that are, are are coming up and uh the, the not too distant future and down the line with the minnesota wrestling hall of fame um we have a website uh, Minnesota Wrestling Hall of Fame dot com. 
simple and easy. Head it out. And yeah, also there's some Facebook action as well into other aspects of social media. Oh, yeah. They, they can always get a hold of me, Carol Castle, on, on Facebook. I check like a teenager. Um, <laughs> I can always keep them up on what, what the events are going to be. I love hearing comments. If you want us to come to your area, we'd be, we'd be welcome to bring a small collection of our stuff to your area, to any kind of meetings that you would have. Um, we want to hear what you need from us. Uh, we want to talk to the amateurs in your area. We want to start including more and more of the state. And I, I look at Western Wisconsin and Eastern North Dakota as part of us. Oh, absolutely. We're all kind of part of that gang linked together. Uh, Carol, it was really nice to yeah. speak with you uh, about all things going on with the Wrestling Hall of Fame. But I have one more thing before I go for Sly. Sly, I know the Baron. You're going to be inducting him into the Hall of Fame, but you know what? You, you're worried. People are telling you to worry about the Baron, but I've been hearing from a bird that Mrs. Baron, Mother Claw, is the one to worry about. So you better not run amok of her. <laughs> I'll I'll keep an eye on both of them. <laughs> I promise you that. You know, you know, the Baron von Raschke was once managed by an amazing man by the name of Classy Freddie Blassie. So. Uh, keep in mind that he's definitely open to, to ideas. So I'm looking forward to uh, seeing you and the crew of the AW, you know, representing the AWF on July 27th in Monoman at the Shooting Star Casino. Also a big honor that you'll be inducting uh, the Baron that night and two days later on the 29th in Tower, Minnesota at the Fortune Bay Resort Casino. As far as part of Fortune Bania, you'll be uh, inducting me and Gene. I want to thank the two of you for taking time out of the schedule. And I think uh, somewhere down the line, we're going to have to have both of you on the show, whether together again or uh, separate to kind of just talk wrestling. Uh, I it's always fun to find some like-minded folks who enjoy not only the old school, but the new school and just the nuances of professional wrestling. Um, anytime for me, you got me. I'm available to talk wrestling in any context, anytime you'd like, Glenn. Absolutely. That's the benefits of being a sly guy. For Wrestling Memories Then and Now, I'm Glenn Broggett. <laughs>